Investment offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, and True North Wealth Partners are separate entities. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth Advisors do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal, and no strategy assures success or protects against loss. Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy, as well as overall financial planning topics. Hey everybody, welcome to Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, episode number 35. So we're almost to our three-year anniversary, which is next month, but uh, time goes by fast when yeah, you're having fun, so it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Eric Susi here, and we have the other E. Eric Biddle. All right, so it's the E and E show today. So uh, <laughs> we actually have Russ in the office today. I said you want to do a cameo, but he's working with some estate planning for some clients of ours, uh, getting their gear in, in track there. But yeah. uh, on behalf of everybody here, Stacy, Russ, Andy, Andy's having fun today, <laughs> working hard, yeah. and then uh, Jim Piccolo as well. So yeah. we all say hi, everyone. And uh, happy summertime. So, with that, let's get into it. Uh, this will be a little different. No, we're not going to have the big chart pack at the end. We're just going to sort of go through topics today and I'll hold up a few things and um, just talk about sort of what's going on and how the effect of higher interest rates are helping pretty much everybody except for those who have debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, with that being said, um, Let's just get into the overall markets, I guess, and what the Fed, you know, last month, et cetera. So the Fed, uh, obviously, they, they paused. And, you know, Andy and I and you were talking earlier. Just, it's, it's you know, they talked about, okay, well, we're going to raise rates one, two more times. It's like, you know, why'd you pause? <laughs> so yeah, right. I'd rather just take the medicine, you know, get it yeah, over with. So yeah. I, I, I hear it. So the upshot is, um, you know, they're trying to just let things, the data to come in and data dependency and all that stuff. But um, so in July, you know, it's it's live meeting. Obviously, there is an anticipation the market's over eighty percent chance that there's going to be a rate increase of twenty five basis points. So again, we'll see. But we're not really too concerned of how many more rates, one or two. It's really the big news is um, they're going to be like we've been saying for over a year now. Uh, rates are going to be sticky and holding at this level for longer. So mm -hmm. rate cuts are now off the table for twenty twenty. Three, <laughs> so that's pretty much. Whereas the markets were pricing in four rate cuts between now and end of the year, zero. <laughs> yeah. So the first possible rate cut now is going to be in the first quarter of twenty twenty four. So you know the markets have to adjust to all that. You know earnings expectations, GDP, uh, everything has to adjust. So it's going to be interesting. The last back half of this year. So um, strap in, volatility <laughs> has been low of late, which is surprising. So just, just and you've seen this before, but remember folks, the VIX is the volatility index. It's just what options are trading at, uh, call and buys, calls and puts, what the markets think is going to occur over the next 30 days. That's the VIX volatility index. 
So it's a, um, so with that, there's three buckets. So right now we are now in the investable bucket. Wink, wink. <laughs> so yes, it's investable because it's below 20. So the VIX hit a low yesterday, 13.13, I believe. So 13.13, the average is basically like 19.9 or, you know, so this is called 20 for simplicity. So we're at 13.13. And so that's the investable green bucket. So you typically, i.e., buy when it's low. The next bucket of volatility in the VIX is called the chop bucket. That's in the yellow. So that's when the VIX is between 20 and 30, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the chop, which is what we came out of earlier this year, or, you know, or the first half of this year. And then, um, and then in regards to... Um, the last bucket's called the F bucket, and we all know what that is. So that's just any time the VIX is over 30. So we only had that one or two times earlier this year. Uh, that was it. So that's the nobody makes money uh, in the F mm -hmm. bucket. Mm -hmm. So right now we're in the green bucket at 13. So, and Andy and I, sorry, Andy, <laughs> Eric, uh, we were talking earlier. There's a lot of subcurrents that are going on. So just to, to touch base on a few of those is the skew index. So the skew index is um, the abnormities of just when things are not, <laughs> when you're all high on the skew, and this is the S&P up here, it just means when you're at highs, the S&P typically pulls back a little bit. So I follow the skew index just as one of many. Um, the smart money, dumb money indicator, okay? So that's like the institutional CFO type money. Mm -hmm. uh, that's at um, uh, 18 all-time low, mm. year-to-date, it's at a low, whereas retail money is 81, all-time high as of yesterday, okay? So when you're at a high for retail, low for institutional smart money, it's another checkbox. So what I'm trying to say is things uh, are artificially too calm right now. So, um, mm. you know, I do anticipate more market volatility. And this was pretty interesting, too. Um, now, this is through year-to-date of um, S&P 500, there's sub-sectors. This comes from First Trust, one of our trusted partners that we use. Um, and that actually, this other thing came from Hedgeye, uh, one of our other partners that we use. Um, but my point is, um, the S&P 500, as you know, is made up of 11 indexes. Mm -hmm. But of that, there's 126 sub-indexes, i.e., you know, financials, utilities. Oh, excuse me. There's the um, indexes there. Um, uh, you know, houseware, specialties, uh, gold, what have you. But uh, of the, you know, this little chart here just talks about sub-indexes. It's just interesting how they're negative. Uh, I mean, they just showed the top 15, uh, how, how they're negative. So... And that's year-to-date through 612, okay? So I know it's a little few, mm -hmm. you know, a week outdated or what have you. But the point is, um, a lot of subcurrents. So going back to the, um, oh, what do they mention on CNBC now? The uh, Big Ten uh, stocks or the, uh, the new, um, you know, you magnificent, magnificent Seven or whatever they're oh, okay. calling them, okay. you know. So the Apple, the Google, sure. Microsoft, all that, those companies. Used to be Fang. Yeah, used to be Fang. Yeah. You got it. So now it's just your strategy, Magnificent Seven. Okay. <laughs> so it's just a, a sales pitch that people tune sure. in. Um, so with those companies are really holding up the, the indexes, okay, mm -hmm. the S&P 500 index in general, QQQ as well. But you subtract out, you know, those, this is called, you know, eight, 10 companies. Then the rest of them, the 490 yeah. <laughs> companies that make up the S&P index, or let's call it flat, the 1% up for the year. So yeah. that's a big divergence. So yeah, a, sure. lot, a lot of cross currents that are going on right now. So that's why we're just sort of talking about that. Um, you know, as far as, 
you know, high frequency trackers and, and things that we've looked at. You know, ASA is a staffing tracker that we look at. It's just slowly going down. But really what we've been focusing on is um, hourly, uh, hours worked. So instead of companies now laying off, which they have at the white collar you know, end, yeah. but the blue collar hasn't been hit as hard yet, mm-hmm. but they're cutting back hours because mm-hmm. the labor is so tight right now. So yeah. they're saying, okay, it's just, right, it's cut, cut back white collar first. They've done that throughout the year. Yeah. Now they're just cutting back hours. So instead of 40 hours, it's 38, 38 to 35, 35, 32 so that's mm-hmm. how they're reeling it in that way to try to, you know, without having to lay off people, right. uh, any more people, I should say. So just a lot of uh, subcurrent things. Uh, again, that's the tracker that we use, all the different charts uh, that we follow as well. So it's just interesting. And then, you know, <laughs> why don't you hold this one up and talk to it? This is, uh, this is our friend, the, uh, the Fed. <laughs> What's this? The uh, confidence and the chair of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> So Greenspan looked like uh, people were pretty interested in Greenspan. They liked him. Uh, he went down uh, yeah. by the end. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you follow it through there. We got to yelling. And then Powell. Powell was looking pretty good there for a little while, right? And then drops down at the end. Uh, pretty typical, I think, for, yeah. for anyone in anyone Washington, in, yeah, taking, taking the, uh, the, the arrows. That's, that's just yeah. part of the, their job, I guess. But, yeah. uh, and it came across that. thought we'd just share that with you as yeah. a... Uh, Little fun fact there, but uh, you know it is what it is. There's always you know banker and stuff going on. M and A, right? We talked briefly about M and A's mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So this is just a, a chart M and A. So M and A has been coming down of this quarters over year over year, but quarters are coming down. So the deals, mergers and acquisitions. So the M and A, we talk about this because we have used some funds um, that deal in that space. Great last year, uh, did perform very well. This year, not doing so well, just mm-hmm. because a the deals are are slowing up. But I just had a call with the um, uh, the wholesaler for that fund this morning, actually. <laughs> Mark, hey Mark, <laughs> he always watches. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the spread. He wanted to make uh, update the spread, meaning the widening spread and the bid ask mm-hmm. price. The spread it's gotten wider, mm-hmm. so things are in the pipeline. He, they expect a big back half of the year for M and A mergers and acquisitions, and then the spread being so wide, when they do take a position, they can make more money, sure. more return. Yeah. So we expect a, a nice bounce back to the year. Do you, do you know what the factor is that makes makes the spreads wider? Um, good question. I didn't get not into sure. it with yeah, him. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, I will, I will, I'll go on a limb. I'm pretty confident in this answer is, um, the lack of, uh, deals. So when there's a lack uh, of deals, yeah. then think of scarcity, you take it away, spread the bid sure. ask, you know, I'm getting yeah. that. So I think yeah. that has something to do with it. Yeah. Maybe it, volatility a little bit too. A little bit of volatility, yeah. but yeah, again, lack of deals drying up, you know, so yeah. I think um, yeah, uh, that could be a, okay. a factor, but I don't sure. know 100%, but sure. yeah, that's my best educated uh, <laughs> uh, answer to that one. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, and then and going back a little bit to, you know, stock ownership. So we're back, uh, at stock ownership among Americans hit a, a level that 15 year high. So again, we're back at a 15 year high for stock ownership yeah. and retail investors. So it's basically 61% of U.S. adults um, now have individual stocks either through IRAs, 401ks, yeah. or, you know, your, your work benefit plan. Congrats, get, America. Yes. Heading in the right direction. Heading in the right direction. <laughs> but, um, you know, what's interesting, it's just, um, you know, the last time it was that high, uh, I know you're not going to be able to see all this, was back in 2008. 
So again, going back to the retail side of the oh, shop. Sure, sure. So that was the last time right before you know the Great Recession, what have you, and it collapsed. The low was fifty-two percent stock ownership. That was through two thousand thirteen through sixteen. Those are the low low points, two thousand thirteen, and then two thousand sixteen was a low point as well um, on stock ownership. And you can see it coming back up. You know, fifty-eight uh, was last year, and now sixty-one percent. You know, this year, what have you. So it's the high since. 2008, and the high water mark was back in 2004. Hmm. So the highest owner stock ownership, which is like around 63%-ish, was in 2004. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, and this is through the Gallup poll. Um, this was uh, Gallup asked Americans whether they own stock. They've been doing this poll once a year since 1998. Hmm. And it's part of annual economic and personal finance survey. So, um, you know. That's where we're getting at. So it's just interesting. Yeah. You want people to get back into the markets, but right. you have to be cautious when all these other indicators are telling you. So I, we anticipate sure. some type of a pullback over the next you know, yeah. few months I'm here. curious. Uh, the, the graph goes down and yes. dips quite a bit. What, what year is the dip there? Uh, 2013 mm-hmm. to 16? Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, and, interesting. And 08 yeah. was the Great Recession. Sure. So that's why yeah. I was the low, you know. Uh, excuse me. No, that was the last time it was that high, 61%. But then the low point is 2013 and then yeah, through 16. Yeah. yeah, so that was the... So just people, you know, uh, A, running out of money or they need the money, can't sure. put money in, what have you. So sure. uh, just interesting little facts there. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Social Security. So Social Security looks like it's going to be going up a little bit. Um, you know, it's based on basically inflation, third quarter, mm-hmm. uh, year over year. So uh, last year... Uh, they look at well. They're going to take a snapshot of this third quarter coming up compared to last quarter, last third quarter of 2022. The difference is what they come up with as far as the spread for the COLA cost of living adjustment that will be uh, pushed out for for 2024. Uh, the latest, um, and this is coming from 401k specialists, uh, one of our, one of our sources. Um, it's 2.7. So 2.7 percent is the COLA expected mm-hmm. right now for 2024. And the next update comes out July 12th. Um, so, you know, May's projection was 3.1, got ratcheted down to 2.7. Mm. As things come down inflation-wise, yeah. so it may go down even less. It could be 2.5 at the next uh, uh, iteration. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, last year's, which took effect in January this year, was 8.7, which was, you know, we haven't seen it that high in yeah. 40 years. Right, <laughs> right. But, um, but let's talk about mm-hmm. rates. So, um, you know, with rates being high, it's good and bad. Mm-hmm. So you know, insurance companies are making more money. Banks can, you know, yeah. make some more money as well, per se. Uh, people, the retail investors getting CD savings accounts. Sure. You know, I haven't talked about CDs forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, annuities, fixed sure. annuities forever. Bonds. Uh, bonds. Yeah. So rates right now, because they're elevated, you know, they've gone high, they're going to be sticky now. You know, all companies, banks, they're all pushing up their rates. You're getting more yield, return. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing a lot of CDs for clients over the past nine months or so. And as they come due, just a reminder, folks, for clients, the interest is paid at maturity. So I get that question people oh, forget. Sure. So, you know, the six-month CDs is a sweet spot. We've been mm-hmm. doing pretty much 95% of people using six-month CDs because why go longer out on the yield curve when you're getting more yield for a six-month than a year, two, sure. three, four, sure. or five years? Yeah. So that's why we're doing that, per Makes se. Sense. Um, 
Now, yes, you have reinvestment risk, but with the Fed still raising rates. Yeah. Um, so right now, the people who are getting the four-ish high fours uh, are now getting 5.35% six-month CDs. That's, wow. that's what's yeah. coming out right now. So 5.35 is the latest, and then it's still the high sweet spot uh, for CDs. Yeah. So we've still been doing a lot of that, uh, but also fixed annuities. So yeah. I want to hear about more fixed annuities. I know we were on a call here this week. I know yeah. Andy and right. you, you've been busy, so we've been tapping into you. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's he's been our, fun. He's our in-house expert. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fixed index annuities, have, uh, this is a good time to, to, to think about that sort of thing because, uh, you know, a couple of things that it, it does, you put money into a fixed index annuity and it's going to protect the downside, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a kind of a zero, uh, 0% floor there. Uh, but at the same time, you have the opportunity for growth, right. uh, accumulation. Um, and then really what, what makes them attractive, in my opinion, is income also. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of us aren't going to have pensions mm-hmm. uh, and maybe we're relying on social security. Uh, to have an annuity that produces an income is kind of like having a personalized pension. Yes. Uh, so you can create a paycheck for yourself that hopefully is uh, hopefully is growing over time. Uh, and that can really solidify a plan long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's nice because you can, you can put it both in your name as well as you can, um, you can have like joint income. Mm-hmm. So on you and your spouse, uh, and the, the income won't outlive you. Yes. No, I hear you on that. Yeah. And then and the nice thing too is you have beneficiaries. So, yeah. I mean, the one we talked with uh, recently with the client yeah. is the uh, long-term care riders. So you can get yeah. multiple cash value, death protection, yep. long-term care chassis attached to it with no underwriting. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. Which is key for people too. Yeah, um, for sure. So what's nice, I mean, just talk about like that aspect of if someone, will, yeah. the ADLs, activities sure. for daily livings. So typically you have to, what's the standard for ADLs and walk us through, like if someone taps into that, it lasts a certain amount of years, but what happens if a person dies? Then, sure. Yeah. yeah. So this is a particular yeah. product that uh, they've, they're the first one to offer this kind of rider. Um, but anytime you would meet six, uh, two of the six ADLs, activities of daily living, you know, bathing, continents, uh, exactly. Yep. Toileting, uh, uh, eating, you know, yeah. tra- transportation, you know, moving. You know, you get your doctor's <laughs> note, you send it along to uh, this company is called North American, and uh, it allows you to, to flip on a particular rider, the ADL rider. And what that means is that um, you would, instead of receiving a lifelong income, you would flip it on so that you would receive seven years worth. So it will take uh, an enhanced amount mm-hmm. uh, that is grown quicker than the rest of the portfolio, divided into seven, and then you would receive that benefit mm-hmm. to help pay for long-term care. So yep. you you don't take all of your money and put it in something right. like this, but you take you a could sleeve. take a little chunk, right. um, and it provides a little peace of mind. And what's great about it is that it, it's different from a long-term care policy in that if you should pass after two years your beneficiary is going to get the next five mm-hmm. years, right. whether the beneficiary is your spouse or um, a child. Uh, so it, you know, you don't lose, right. you don't lose that money. Uh, which client is, was really happy to hear that too, because yeah. sometimes under traditional long-term care policy, you're using it, you get it. You, let's say it pays out. Here's your X amount, five years or three-year term, yeah. and then you die. It's gone. It's Stops. gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, the underwriting, health underwriting is yeah, a big deal. It is. If you're going for long-term. 
care. You have to have pretty superb health in the, order to get it. The MIB, Medical Information Bureau, yeah. it's like the government. They know everything about yes. you. What yes. surgery, what drugs, everything you're on. So. Yeah, but no no medical underwriting <laughs> yeah. for these, which is yeah. great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and then you mentioned you know, you mentioned beneficiaries in general. Mm-hmm. The, the fixed index annuities we use, uh, they... They're they're not the old school annuities. Right. So old school annuities, you, you take a chunk of money, you hand it over to the insurance company. It's no longer yours, but they're going to guarantee mm-hmm. some sort of income for life. Uh, with these, you have beneficiaries, and should something happen to you, as long as you still have cash value in the annuity, it's going to pass along. And so it's it's just a it's a much better a uh, tool yeah. than, than they used to be. So we've been dealing and working for estate plans, you know, carving it out when it makes sense for certain people. Yeah. So it's just add another tool in our bucket you know, yep. that we have here, True North yep. Wealth Partners. So we try to be holistic, one stop shop. Yeah. We got you know estate planning, in house tax planners, we've got yeah. the insurance division, the Eric heads up. Yeah. So, you know, it's working out great for, yeah. for our clients and, and, and everyone. What's fun about that is that we're able to put options in front of a client yeah. <laughs> that we feel like are good options, right. but the client gets to decide, decide. you know, it's, right. there's no reason there's, there's no hard sell. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're, we're happy to certainly to provide that kind of information for anyone who would be interested. We like to educate. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's a good word. That's a great word. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, good. Well, thanks for hitting on that. Yeah. I guess we'll just end on just a few quick little things here. So, you know, we, I know we started with the, the Fed and all, all that, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about what happened today. So Bank of England, so they raised rates 50 basis points today. <laughs> so um, uh, they, they raised, they paused, and then raised again. So yeah. they didn't anticipate a 50 basis point. Um, so, uh, you know, sort of is what it is. Canada's raising, European Central Bank's raising. Um, so all the, you know, Turkey raised. Uh, I think they're at, their interest rates at 15% because inflation's mm. at 40 in Turkey. Have that. 40. 40. Wow. Yeah. Put that in your <laughs> things. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Another little uh, little tip, you know, uh, you know, we talk about tips of the month, but yeah, what have you? I guess this is our, our you know, few little things here. Um, BlackRock. So you know, I am not a big <laughs> proponent of BlackRock because of what they stand for now. <laughs> yeah. They've altered their ways. Yeah. But anyways, um, it's funny how you know when you're one of the largest behemoth in the, uh, the custodian room. Oh, they're going to get into the uh, spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund. No, so they just uh, launched an application with the SEC, Security Exchange Commission, uh, this past week. And so all the fever is Bitcoin's great again. Sure. So remember, folks, it's almost 70,000, you know, over a year ago. Yeah. Went down to, you know, in the teens, 18,000. 18, right. 18, and it just it cracked 30,000. So it's yeah. at the 30,000 mark again. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, push into that. But when you know, they're doing it for a reason. So this may have a little bit more legs yeah. and um, anticipate, uh, you know, more action to come um, as well. Sure. So just wanted to men- mention of that because that's sort that's of good. also hot yeah. in the, in the yeah. news. <laughs> yeah. And then one thing we'll end on is just net worth. You know, I've been doing this, I guess, professionally uh, since... Um, 91. <laughs> yeah, I started as an intern. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 91. So it was 91. He has old IDS financial services down yeah. the road here. And then now I got bought out now through Ameriprise. But yeah. anyways, uh, so in those good old days. 
Um, people, oh, yeah, I need a million dollar, million dollar mark. We got, we're good, okay? So it's increased, increased. Yeah. So let me ask you, what do you think people, what's the number? What, Eric, Eric what's my number? What do I need to hit for, you know, <laughs> in order to be comfortable? So what do you think? Yeah, that number? yeah sure. Uh, it, I, think it, I think that's an impossible question. I think it entirely depends on, you know, the, the client and, uh, and their spending. Their spending, yes. their standard of living. It's, Amen. Yeah, it's very okay. tailored. So that, that was a trick question. So I was, I was messing with you. <laughs> okay. It's a great answer, Eric. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So this just came out, uh, FA Magazine, Financial Advisor Magazine, uh, on uh, June 13th. But Americans say they need $2.2 million in net worth. Okay. So net worth. It's assets li- minus liabilities is net worth. So that includes your house, et cetera. So now it's up to $2.2 million. So okay. the, the, what I'm getting at is it just keeps on going higher and higher and higher. So And... You know, a lot of folks, our clients, it's all about, you know, for folks who want to take cruises a couple times a year yeah, or travel sure. the world, okay, yeah, you're going to need a lot more money. But most folks, you know, are, don't, don't sure. live their retirement years like that. So sure. You can yeah. live on a lot less. <laughs> yeah, and the way, the way I like to think about, you know, wealth is, you know, if you are living within your, your means and you're able to give still, mm-hmm. you, you know, you still have money to give... Okay. Then you're wealthy. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So it's yeah. all about yeah living within your means and your lifestyle and what have sure. you. So that was just a little bit of our episode here. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thanks, Eric, for uh, popping yeah. in. We rotate. We'll get other advisors coming through as well. Uh, add Thanks more for having insight. me. But uh, folks, you take care. Enjoy summertime. And next month will be our three-year three anniversary. All right. <laughs> you take care. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com by other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at 614-929-2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer, Nathan, as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. Investment offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, and True North Wealth Partners are separate entities. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth Advisors Do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. Investing involves risk including loss of principal.